<laughs> I'm kidding. They're wonderful. Um, so what do you think is the best religion, though, while, while we got you wow, here? <laughs> wow. wow. Hard-hitting questions. I mean, you're, you're going deep real fast here. Um, I am currently reading, rereading after 20 years, The Tao of Pooh. Okay. Ah. So I really feel like Taoism is kind of great because it it's... seems good. Right? Like, do. Yeah. Do not do. It's less, like, yeah, it's less um, uh, negative than some of the other, mm-hmm. like, Eastern religions. Can I just say, I did, you probably heard about this, senior year of high school... Write and record a rap about Taoism. Can you do it now? Please. Uh, it was called Damn It Feels Good to Be a Taoist. <laughs> no, you and didn't. And it was to the song Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangsta. Oh, I, f- I feel like you and I can ad-lib I, the musical part of this. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just like a lot of like probably nothingness, like, right? They use that little like note that comes from that Buffalo Springfield song, right? Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> How we move into religion and dad chat already? <laughs> you ready, Kevin? Just do your raps. I don't know the words. I don't remember the words. Keep them on the spot. I can't believe I said we might cut this, and then we just entered probably the best five minutes of this gorgeous <laughs> content. So you think Taoism is the best religion? Okay, now what's the worst religion? And again, you're under oath on this I'm podcast. under oath on this. Uh... I'm trying to think of what the best. An- I'm, I can think of so many that answers that are the worst answer. <laughs> God, what is the worst religion? Satanism. Oh, okay. Uh, I like Satanism. It's all about chaos theory. It's pretty fun. What about um, uh, or- Russian Orthodox? That one's pretty weird. Yeah, that's kind of, that's cool. <laughs> all the Orthodox though, like there's like magic. They like sprinkle things. Yeah, what? oh, I, you're right. I, that is cool. You're I like right. it. Now. Yeah, that's actually fucking cool. <laughs> I guess what we kind of realized in this podcast, this episode, is that all religions are beautiful. Is gorgeous. I had to throw a book away today. Okay. Why? Well, I didn't know what it was. Someone like made me take <laughs> well, it from their home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I here you're out. leaving, you must take this book. It was with like you? yeah, like I was at someone I don't remember whose house it was, and I feel really bad that I just threw their book away, but it was so long ago and they haven't asked for it back. And I was like leaving their home and they were like, oh, I just read this really interesting book. I think you'd like it. And I was oh, like, that's I'm the reading worst. all the books, I'm good. He's like, No, no, no. Like, take this, you gotta take it. I'm like, I don't I'm never gonna return it. They're like, You'll return it, you'll return it, just take it. And I'm like, I don't want okay, fine. So they forced it upon me. It's been on my bookshelf ever since like two, three years. And I just looked at it and saw it's by Sam Harris. Oh, tight. Who is like an Islamophobe, atheist. Like, I don't have anything against atheists, but he's like the, like the extra, like more than Richard Dawkins. Like, religion is bad and people who believe in it are bad people. Oh. Guy who, like, I didn't know that until recently, so I had to throw it in the garbage. Well, what a logical fallacy you've committed here, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just been on my book, like, case this entire time. I'm like, who's been coming to my house thinking I'm like, a but actually kind of guy. I've seen that a bunch here. You have? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea it was like there or that it was by him. Now, it's, next is book, mine. It's ha- actually, it's German for my struggle. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a crazy, that, but that one's ch- totally chill. That one's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, you guys probably guessed this is a wine podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, hello and welcome to Discorgeous. It's a podcast about wine. I did my two catchphrases back to back. Yeah. 
Um, How did it feel? This wine rips dick. I'm doing them all. Um, uh, my name oh, is, I'm crying. I'm alone. Oh, no. Have you guys ever heard of The Cure? Um, uh, my name is Duck. Yeah. My name is Kevin. I'm the dumb one. Our guest today is Josie Zeiger. I got so nervous saying it, but I thought about a tiger <laughs> and like... I got it right. Um, Josie Zeiger, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're, we're, we're happy to have you. Who, who are you? Why are you in our home? Gosh, you guys, you asked me to come here, and I was just so thrilled. I just showed up. Uh, I, I sell wine in New, or- in New York. I almost said in, New Orleans. In New York. I, I, in Newark, I sell $6 Chardonnay. Um, no, I, uh, I almost said New Orleans because I lived in New Orleans for a long time. Did you? I did. I had an aunt who lived in New Orleans. Oh, God, it's oh, wow. such a great city. I would never live there again. You know, they call it NOLA. Really? Um, which people call it NOLA? The cool ones. Oh. Is that, is that what we call them now? <laughs> Uh, That's like when um, you go to San Francisco and you call it like Frisco, and people are like, "Please leave." Please. Yeah, I'm just go go to the Fisherman's Wharf and then leave. <laughs> Eat a chowder bowl and get the fuck out of here, you chowder bowl. Um, so you sell wine? I That's sell cool. wine for um, uh, motherfucking wine, as it yeah. were. That's what it stands for, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's it stands for Melamed Folk and Wheeler, but is colloquially motherfucking wine. That's way more fun. Right? Yeah. And, and everybody, like, you know, you put your card down, and they kind of look at it, and they look at you, and they squint their eyes a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it's motherfucking wine. Yes. You, you swear in front of clients? Usually. I've never. <laughs> I would, I never give them the satisfaction of seeing me squirm. What's, um, oh, I don't squirm. Okay. Uh, but I also <laughs> gave up swearing for Lent. So this year, yeah. Oh, well, you come to the wrong podcast. But I also, know. speaking of Lent, how good does it feel to purge from sin? I mean, I don't necessarily. Do I feel like I'm purging from sin? I feel like I'm just trying to be better. Do you swear on Sundays? I don't think. I think I swear every day. Okay. I've got a really big swear jar going right now that I'm going to donate to some like poor children in Guatemala or something because I have been swearing a lot and I told God that I wouldn't. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, so what do we drink? This is... Um, let's talk about what the um, theme is first. Okay. So we're doing Alpine wines from Italy. And already someone's called called this as a, a, a bad topic um, in my mentions, in my DMs. What? Why? Um, well, it was, it was our, our good friend James who was like, make sure you remember that none of these wines are actually grown at very high altitudes. They're actually in valleys and that it's really important to note. That is bullshit. That is BS. Sorry. God. Wow. Um, because this is grown at like 3,200 feet above sea level. I don't know. He just said that it. That seems pretty high to me. <laughs> right? Is yeah, it seems high? high to me. I, I've never been that high. I, I think that, you know... Um, you might have been that high. I, I think our friend really likes... He, he gets off in the controversy of it all, and I think it's fine. But um, they're wines from the Alpine region of Italy, um, uh, South Tyrol. Um, yeah. Uh, which My is, favorite um, character in Game of Thrones, Tyrol Lannister. I really like... That one really landed <laughs> super well. <laughs> Do you guys find... You guys are all glasses wearers. Do you find that when you smell a wine with your glasses on, it's not the same as when you take them off? I always whip them off at tasting, so yeah. people are like, whoa, he's actually really good looking. Uh, <laughs> I've never noticed that. You think it just like, gets the glass out, like, like it no, keeps the it, glass there, from the... There's like a pinch that happens on the top of your nose from the bridge of your glasses, and I... Man, yeah, I can kind of see that. I, I kind of feel like it changes. I'm, I'm a recent glasses wearer. Do you, you didn't used to be a nerd? I mean, I've always been a nerd, but now that I stare at my phone and a computer all day, like my eyes are going blurry. Yeah. 
So the, um, I've never noticed that before, but now I feel like maybe it's psychosomatic, but I think it is happening. I did just plant the seed in your mind. Um, I, I do feel like very seen with this because I, I, I do take off my glasses when I'm tasting wine mm-hmm. specifically because like, you know, like can't hardly wait. Like that whole vibe, like the, the nerd takes off their glasses and everyone's in love with them. You mean um, she's all that. She's all that. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Very, very different. I mean, pretty much. They're the same, same movie. movie. It's pretty much the same Ten things movie. I hate about you. Ten things. I- oh, my God. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Did you guys see the the thing in the Times this weekend? It was like the 20 year reunion of everybody that no, was in the movie. No. Yes, you guys are clearly not real fans. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a gatekeeper here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that that was probably the best of those teen sex comedies, right? Well, because it was Shakespeare. No, a Night's Tale was better. Yeah. A Night's Tale is not a teen comedy. No, it's not. A Night's Tale is a teen comedy. And I hated that movie so it's much. so terrible. I love a Night's Tale. How did they suddenly God. start to like have rap music in the middle of the movie and like yeah. do a random Because that's dance. actually, old English is really rhythmic. It's like crazy. It's like magical realism. <laughs> yeah. Like you're watching a fucking P.T. Anderson movie. All of a sudden there are frogs falling from the sky. Not into it. Um, so, drinking our first wine. Uh, Blanc de... Oh, shit. Oh. Morex, Mor- we're, we're saying? Morex. Morgex. Why do we think it's pronounced H? I don't know how Italian Italians have G's, right? Yeah, but this is not like so. This is the backside of Mont Blanc. They're practically French. The French have G's. Oh, but yeah. Oh, but in the middle of a word, wait. Mo, With they, the they pronounce it at the end. Morex. Mor Morex. They pronounce G's like Morgone, guys. Yeah, but that's G O. Yeah. This is what G-E. about um? Uh, uh, I can't think of an example where it's. Uh, I think. G-E. I think. I'm gonna. I think they'll pronounce the G. I, you, think, honestly, you think it's more gex? That more sounds, gex sounds terrible. Stupid. More gex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the tenth morgue. <laughs> like you get the new morgue X download. Is, is there a call in on this show where we like, can call a friend and they can tell us how? Nobody to pronounce knows. This? We can do a fifty-fifty. Um, look, let's put the cards on the table. This is going to be the least I know about a region that we've ever done. It's also a very vast region that we've chosen, which I'm happy about because it allowed us to cast a wide net. But I'm going to mispronounce a lot of shit, so just get ready for that. Our fans are really surprised because we pronounce everything correctly normally. We always do. Um, so let's say Blanc de Morgex for now. People are either shouting or crying or ignoring us. Just great. Let's I declare a jubilee on pronunciation today. We have don't to. have to worry about pronunciation. Because honestly, are Northern Italians that good of people? Are they They're, bad? I don't know. Probably better than the Southern Italians, right? <laughs> <laughs> Them fighting words. Yeah. I, um, I'm going to switch off this one until I have another glass one. This tastes like, um, like pear juice, I think. It does have that... Um, uh, glacial quality you're talking about it's like licking a glacier right i've not done this you never been to alaska and lick those glaciers no i'm afraid not um it's like licking a dirty glacier though like one with a bunch of rocks in it oh not like a like a global warming glacier like well, yeah like one where like the clean, the clean ice is gone and now you're seeing all like, the dirty ice from when the volcanoes were active gotcha a melting mm. glacier mm-hmm. yeah mm. or like that snow that comes like and then it's really hot out the next day, and all the trash is sticking out of it in New York City. <laughs> I will say that um, the amount of things my dog has uncovered recently in the park that was hidden by the snowfall, there are so many gross things that what exist. What snowfall? The, the snowfalls that happened in like the last couple of weeks. Okay. The, the thaw, all the all the snow is gone. Yeah. 
the mud is fresh, and Yuma's been finding really gross shit. Mostly just really gross shit that's been left there. What has she been finding? I'm like, I, that's I mean, really like, curious. My 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 little fat things don't really. Uh, well, she found a she found a homeless man's poop. Oh well, <laughs> oh. that's yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta keep him away from that. Yeah, it was one of the worst days of my life. She was like thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and I I well, I don't want to get into this. There's a story. And it, 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 the the ending it. point of the story is me screaming on the phone to my landlord. I forgot. I can't. I, I lost the keys. I don't know how to get in the house, and I'm covered in filth. Oh no! So that's the punchline. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's awful. So this is uh, lovely wine. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all sorts of dark feelings. Um, this is a Rosenthal selection, so that's why it's good, because almost all of them are good. I know. Dang it. Yeah, it's one of those annoying things when you're in this industry and you have to sell like any other book but Rosenthal and you're like, that must just be like home run every day. I, I, they don't have a 750 presence. They just like, they, they fax you. I think a guy just shows up. And you will buy like, my wine. It's your lucky day. You know, that <laughs> kind of thing. Damn, have I got an offer got for it. you. <laughs> wine for money. I'm about to make us millionaire. Kind of how I sell wine, to be honest. Yeah, I'm like, is it really? Hi, like <laughs> this is delicious, and you want it. Right? So let's do. Oh backstory. boy, how did you get into wine? Nobody else wanted me. Oh yeah. yeah. What were your other options on the table? <laughs> <Right>. Poetry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What you have failed? Uh, where have I failed? I started out in the restaurant business. Okay. okay. Uh, I worked out of college at a restaurant called Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Oh, tight. Cool. Yeah. Yes. I, I did their marketing. Uh, very, very and cool. I was their, uh, their executive assistant to the women that owned the restaurant. Okay. And I loved it. It was a great job. And it was post-Katrina, and I was so distracted and so depressed that like it just did not last. Unfortunately, I was there for like two years, and I loved it, and I helped them write cookbooks. And um, and then just got like real depressed and had to leave. Yep. Um, it's just like New Orleans just sucked for years after Katrina. Sure. Um, and then I went into the music business and I helped, <laughs> turns out to be a real corrupt dude, uh, raise money for his nonprofit. Fire Festival? Oh, God. <laughs> Almost as bad. This fucker. Oh, oh no. He's a lot of money tonight. You just might as well put a 20 on the table. Right. I should. Yeah. I got a $100 bill in the, in the wallet. Oh, um, that's a weird flex. I was ready. I was Whoa. ready. I have $4. <laughs> uh, no, this dude was stealing from, like, the library. Okay. Like, he was, on, he was the, like, on the board of the Library Association and was stealing from the Library Association so of New Orleans. So he library books. No. I steal from the library 24-7. <laughs> I was like, they let you take those books for free. They're he was, stealing. no. He was having me, like, help him raise money for, like, library programs programs in the city of New Orleans and then taking the money and like going and staying at the Ritz with several of his like side pieces. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's like a cool dude. So yeah. I was in the music business for a minute. Yeah. That sounds like the music business. Now that doesn't ever happen in the wine industry, which is totally chill. Yeah. So chill. Nothing. No shenanigans. None. Whatsoever. Uh, shenanigan free since yeah. 83. That's what they always say. Uh, 82 was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. 82 was rough. Yeah. Uh, then I went home and I lived at the beach with my parents for a while. Cool. Um, and uh, like, What's, what beach? Uh, I'm from Orange County, California. Ooh. Oh, sounds pretty tight. It was kind of great. And then that show happened, and uh, I don't know what happened first, like the douchebaggery or the show. Um, douchebaggery is one of my favorite words. <laughs> um, but my parents still live in like a really mellow little like beach cottage. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and so I went and like hung at the beach for like six months trying to like figure out what my, what my next move was post yeah. New Orleans and 
I had met some people that lived in Denver and I really kind of dug Denver and Denver, this was like 08, right? And like the crash was happening mm-hmm. and there were no jobs. Um, that. Yeah. That was it, sick. Yeah. I moved it, to Morocco. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Colorado had this kind of like tech corridor that was going between Boulder and um, and Colorado Springs, and so I moved out there and worked in the tech industry. Okay. And I uh, I developed um, a, a software as a service platform. Okay. Uh, and then developed beauty products once we sold that, and then got married and moved to Texas and was a housewife for three years. Okay. And started selling wine at a retail shop because I needed something to do. I was bored out of my mind and just taking a lot of yoga. And um, loved selling wine and sold a huge amount of wine in this really killer store in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, when we moved up here, they connected me with somebody up here, um, my previous company that I shall not name. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I started selling wine for them and doing like big volume Bordeaux to like Costco. It was a lot of fun. Damn. That sounds actually kind of rad. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, the wine. The wine was. Um, Good. Good. It's good wine, I bet. It's good wine. Actually, some of their producers were decent, actually, but the, the bulk of the portfolio was just painful. Yeah. And now, like, now, you know, uh, MCF, who's my was my biggest customer at my previous company, he recommended me, Matt Franco recommended me to Mike Folk, and mm-hmm. I love working for MFW. Cool. And how long has it been there now? Two years. Nice. Um, well, here we are. And now you're on uh, the world's most famous wine podcast. And, and you've been writing and doing all these fun things, and um, you've really made it now. Welcome. Have I? Well, you're here. You're <laughs> this, in the studio. This is, this is the crux of, of like a lot going on in the past month for me. Yeah. So like you invited me. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do a podcast. It's happening. <laughs> my life is complete. I've never done a podcast. Well, it's um, pretty boring. Yeah, podcasts are kind of hard because like everybody I meet, Everyone who's listened to the podcast has heard me say the worst things and the stupidest things I've ever said. Mm -hmm. And they're like, remember that thing you said? And I'm like, I have no recollection of this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, for you, it was a wonderful day, that joke. And for me, it was just a Tuesday. That happens to me all the time. (laughs) It's just hard being electrifying, right? Wow. (laughs) I'm going to give you more wine. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm really – so something that I think that – I, I, we, none of us are really super cognizant of Italian wine, and there's a little bit of a nervousness here. Mm. So I'm just going to throw this one out there. I generally am really suspicious of Italian white wine because I think that uh, at best it tastes anonymous, and at worst it tastes like they'd rather be making red wine. And this is fucking lithe and beautiful. Leith? Lithe. Lithe. We did this once before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that fight. This is gorgeous. Five thousand. Yeah, fucking good. I think beautiful. If I can just like piggyback on what you said, I think um, when Italian wine, Italian white wine, is really good, it's really fucking good. But I'm always nervous that I'm getting tricked into buying just another boring Italian white wine, um, and so I don't buy it that often. I honestly think that like. My ignorance of Italian wine is like a self-fulfilling prophecy where I'm like nervous I'm going to buy the wrong thing, so I don't buy it, and therefore I don't learn anything, and I just buy more Loire Valley fucking Chenin Blanc, and then oh, I'm happy. Oh, what a mistake. Yeah. But I mean, but like I don't learn anything. Like, I know I like that shit already. I know which producers I like. I know all that crap, and it's like, I'm really glad I'm not paying anyone money to swear right now. Um, 
So I think like this is – I'm really glad we're doing this. But I'm also, again, very nervous to say something dumb. But, I mean, I do it all the time, so it's fun. Can I tell you something that I, I tell people like when I'm doing a, a talk about wine and they're like, well, I just don't know very much and I, I don't know where to start. And they're kind of like – they're real nervous about yeah. like ma- about screwing up. Yep. Um, and I can't <clears throat> I can't take claim to this tip, but they – someone told me once – Pretend the wines are naked. if they're natural are they naked Uh why yes Mm. um but you if you really want to like learn about something you just drink that for a month whoa right oh my goodness well we did do the summer of beaujolais and i feel like i know gamay carnally right like now you are like in it so if you really want to know alpine wine in italy do you just drink alpine wine for a month you skew shenan right of i mean that sucks. No. Like, drinking only Beaujolais made me want to hate, maybe hate Beaujolais. I just got over it. It's not forever. <sighs> it's also a month, not ten weeks. Well, and I, you know what, and also, a month is also in, like, not wine people. Like, they're, they're consumers, not, like... Yeah, I could probably do it in a week. Like, so nor- they're not drinking, like, three bottles a night. Right, so like, they I can, think the three yeah. of us could, like, focus on one thing for, for probably a week. A week. Or maybe like, like for one podcast, and then we'll be yeah, experts. Yeah, we're experts. Ne- ne- <laughs> I'm an expert. I'm updating my resume tonight. Like, expert <laughs> in Italian wine. So let's talk about this area. It's north of Italy. Mm. It's almost Austria. It has been Austria and France and Slovenia at different times. Like, it's a fluctuous... A fluctuous. Fluctuous yes. border. Um, and there's lots of mountains. Um, I'm glad you um, – so the Bavarians entered in 679 AD. With their delicious cream. Um, they came from the north. Mm-hmm. Um, Did and they people go over the, the Alps? Yeah, like the elephants. Oh, the, like like Charlemagne style. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I, I don't know if they did a military thing. They just came over. Mm. I said, hey, what's up? We're the Bavarians. Hey, we're the Bavarians. Oh! Um, <laughs> and then in uh, 1363 – Something about the Habsburgs. I took some notes before we got here. Yeah, great. The Habsburgs did a thing there. Mm-hmm. I think it was incest. Because um, they, you know, they all famously have the blood disease. Yeah. And then, um, can't read my notes. Oh, they have not had a German mayor in the town of Bolzano, a German-speaking mayor, since 1922. They have not had a German-speaking mayor. They've only had ethnic Italian mayors since then. Oh, are they proud of that? I was trying to wonder, because the problem is that Northern Italy has this weird com- um, conversation between the Italian fascists mm. and the German fascists, mm. and in fact, nobody won. So um, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, so, like, um, the uh, Mussolini was very... So they, the, they, Be careful, his um, yeah. granddaughter is... Mu- the Mussolini, who's oftentimes shots. misunderstood by professional comedians... Um, he was, um, he, he built a victory arch to celebrate taking, um, uh, South Tyrol from the Austrians and then forbade the words Tyrol or Tyrolean, however it's pronounced, from ever being uttered and did a campaign of, um, bringing, uh, Italians from the South to, um, crowd out the Germans, um, in, uh, in Bolzano, lest we feel sympathetic for them. Really quickly after the Italian uh, economy stopped really working during World War II and they stopped fighting so much, it was just administered by the Nazis and there was a death camp nearby apparently. Mm. So in fact, um, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, how about this? The Dolomites were invented during Pangea. That's oh, something fun we can all enjoy. That's fun. Wow. <laughs> that's pre-fascism. You can't do anything wrong then. It's just dinosaurs. So what's cool is this that all the fascists Do you think there dead. were fascist dinosaurs? Do you think the dinosaurs invented alpine wine? Probably. That's like a big a... old brontosaurus just doing stompies on some grapes. No such thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is actually so, – um, like a lot of times alpine regions uh, tend to be really conservative. And it is really interesting that this is a zone where um, the, the right wing ate its own tail to death. Um, this is, I think, most of the wines on this table are wines that I've seen for about a year and a half at wine stores, and I've noticed them, and I've not picked them up out of fear, mm-hmm. which is really, really interesting. Yeah, like I've, just, I've seen this. It's a great price. It's like 30-some-odd bucks, right? 30 yeah. bucks even, maybe? Something around that? Are you saying that I'm cheap when I buy a bottle of wine no. for this program? <laughs> no, it's $45. Three hundred sixty-two dollars, <laughs> um, and it was really kind of you. Thank you. Um, but like, these are all wines that I hypothetically should have drank already, and I needed an excuse to. So I'm really happy to be here. I was actually I cannot t- take credit for discovering this bottle. I had a bottle of this with Mike Folk um, at Lupa. Um, I had a new kind of fruit last night, guys. Um, it's a Mexican fruit. Uh, uh, Casey uh, uh, just came home, and she. Brought back these little things. They look like Kermit the Frog's mouth. They're these green guys. They taste like a pear cucumber mix. Mm. I forgot the name. It's like Chochanga. <laughs> that way it's what it is. You, you can't bust out, hey guys, I had a new fruit last night, and then not know the name of it. Yeah. I, I tried really hard to learn it. <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> I, I have pictures of it on my phone. It's a Chochanga or something. It's, right. it's basically. It's like, like a Topanga. Pretty much a Topanga fruit. It's a Topanga fruit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, but this tastes actually like a chichanga or whatever it is, to be completely honest. <laughs> you guys sort of taste like a chimichanga. I agree with you. I'm going to find out this fucking fruit. <laughs> I'm going to have to have your $4 now. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're, you're all going to get them. Um, let's, uh, let's, should we move on to the next bottle or should we just kill this one? Let's move on to the next bottle. It's always there to come back to. Okay. Indeed. Oh, this is my bottle. I'm excited. This is Kevy's. Thank you. You're very welcome. I am going to look at my phone for this. Okay. You just hit everything. I've, I've First of all, while I'm <laughs> looking at my phone, I want to bring up the notes I had. I saw a movie about fermentation while I was eating pizza at Polly G's Slice Shop. I didn't know that chocolate was fermented. Yes. That's crazy shit. I didn't know chocolate was fermented. They ferment it. It like comes out like a weird slimy white bean, and they kind of do a carbonic on it. They like don't allow. It's like an anaer- in a I, I follow environment. I follow a weird apple and chocolate nerd on um, Instagram. <laughs> Is that their name? Uh, Palm Queen. Cool. Um, and uh, he's really into. He's he works for Raka Chocolates. Okay. And, um. So I've been I've been standing chocolate for a while. Chocolate's sick. It's fermented. I didn't know that. Also, I saw a nun talk about cheese. That was cool. Um, I also made a cool playlist of mom songs from the 90s, and I found that Bonnie Raitt is maybe the greatest songwriter of all time. I mean, them's fighting words. You're against Bonnie Raitt? I'm not against her, but... What do you think Bonnie Raitt rates? Wow. Whoa, getting meta here. I just, before you say anything yeah. that looks like seems embarrassing, she is 69 years old right now. Nice. So that, that gives Good. her extra points. She's a legend. She's but great. Literally 69. Um, literally cool who 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 do you think would take her down in a street yard brawl can i just pause real quick and um 
your fly is down. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is... Um, these are not my... These are my freakum jeans, and they're a little bit tight. And oh, my goodness. Oh, well, it's been a great podcast. Thank you very much. Wow. I have to go... Um, you guys just keep doing this. I'm just going to go look at myself in the mirror and wonder what I did wrong. Oh, oh. Sorry. I will say, I oh, think that's my. really, like, honestly, very nice of you. Like, I have a pair of jeans, and they're, they're in my rotation. They're not my favorite pair because the fly will just go down on its own. Mm. It, like, inopportune times. But, like, they're still there for, like, you know, when my, all my other jeans are, like, I've worn them too many times. I need something clean. Or you just need quick access. Sure. You never know. So I'm at the office. I'm at work, and I didn't no, have, one, no any, one tells me that my fly is down. <laughs> it's like a very. It's like if someone has a booger or their fly is down, tell them. Right, it's the tell nice them. thing to do. I, I want someone to tell me. I am boogers. mortified. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was wearing another pair of jeans that has a fly. I, I, I'm starting to think it's me, not my yeah. pants. <laughs> um, and and um, I came home after selling wine all day, and my fly was down, and I tried to wonder. At what point it yeah. happened yeah. and it, how that correlated with my sales of the day? Had you had a good day or a oh, good day? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fantastic day. Um, I will say I get so nervous about the fact that my fly might be down that I do like periodic fly checks. And I try to be really slick about it, but sometimes people see me. Like, how? Not with my eyes, with my hands. Oh, oh no, honey. So it's like, I just go, oh, it was up all along, and now it just looks like I touched my penis for no reason. Uh, we're among friends here. Yeah. I have a, I have a pair of, 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 um, of very thin green pants. <laughs> Tell us. That, um, they're very pee-stainable. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's like a drip sitch, um, and it's happened to me. Once, like a long time ago, only one time, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god!" There's, you know, like, it was like, uh, uh, I don't know how much everyone knows about male anatomy, uh, but uh, there was a drip. I've been sit. married for a long time. Okay, so yeah. not much that apparently. Uh, <laughs> that's what we hear about marriage. Um, so it was really awkward, and there was a little drip situation. And every time I wear those pants. After I go to the bathroom, you'll just catch me looking at my crotch yeah. over and over again, like making sure there is no drippage. So the best way to solve a, a drip situation is just to splash more water on your oh. hands. So it looks like you just had a messy hand washing experience. It's I like, like I got that water strategy. I like that. Go whole hog. Yeah. This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen on a podcast. <laughs> I, I do that when I – because, you know, I'm a woman, so I have uh-huh. a shelf right here. And uh-huh. when I – drop something on said shelf i'm like oh shit you just put more water on it just yes. to make it low oh, gosh mm-hmm. i just spilled water all over myself mm-hmm. i like to splash water like if there's a drip situation you splash some water over your crock and you walk out and you say oh my god i had the craziest sink adventure so, <laughs> so everybody knows nothing weird happened this is not strange at all you just walk out you go definitely not pee and everyone's like oh okay cool he wouldn't have said that if it wasn't true well i also don't dry my hands very often I always um I do a. Are you the guy that gives me like the wet handshake? No, I always run my hands through my hair because my hair needs a lot of upkeep. I wash I them. I see this about yeah. your hair. I wash them and they, but sometimes they're wet and I always say, "Oh, that's not pee." Sometimes I do like a little a, a butt wipe, like a butt slap, not a butt wipe. But what with the a wet fuck? hand on my pants like this, and it's fine. You don't need to put it in your hair. This is we have cut that right. <laughs> <laughs> What else? What a gross thing! Oh, you're dying! Oh, she's dying! Dying. Um, 
I told my mom I was doing this podcast. Oh, oh no. This is, moms love this podcast. <laughs> this is the least bad episode we've done so far. That's because I'm a lady. All right, I'm going to jump into plenty this. plenty of ladies. I'm going to jump into this wine real quick. Not literally. <laughs> uh, Manzoni Blanco is the grape. Okay, what Let's is talk that? about that. It's a cross of Riesling and Pinot Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, like a recent cross or like a... So this is a 20s to 30s cross. The dude's name is Dr. Luigi, not Dr. Mario. <laughs> okay. Dr. Luigi Manzoni. So it's Manzoni Blanco. This is like, he basically in the 20s and 30s was like, hey, I'm in northern Italy. I'm going to cross a bunch of grapes and see what sticks. Oh. So they all have so they names have like the, that the are like... Joseph uh, Mengele of grapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the island of Dr. Moreau of grapes. Um, he basically just like called them like uh, cross grape and then like the parcel and row and vine that he crossed. So it's like 6, 13, 18. Mm-hmm. He's it's like, like a real scientist. scientist shit. And this is the only one that kind of stuck um, because it's really delicious. This is lurvely. Yeah. So it's it tends to have like um, – oh, I just deleted my note. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> it's in the deleted file. How do you get there? You are. This is oh, turning such a dad podcast. How do I get? <laughs> oh, I can't well, do my text muscle drills. Well, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, uh, delicious grape. It just like not a ton of it planted. Like, I think there's like 900 acres or something like that planted of it. Um, and these guys are the most well known for working with it. So this is the uh, Fontana Santa, which is the name of the mountain range that these are planted under. Uh, Menzoni Bianco from Faradori. Um, very, very cool producers. People um, fucking love them right I now. Know. She is She's cool. cool as fuck. Her father started this in the, again, between the two great wars. Um, didn't bottle till 1960 because like other stuff was happening. Um, but he started bottling. He passed away suddenly late seventies. Mm-hmm. His wife kind of like kept it going until their daughter could take it over at 19 years old. Damn. In 1984. So she was like 13 when he passed away and then like knew like when I'm 19, I'll like take this shit over and then has like been an early adopter of organics, like early adopter of biodynamics since early 2000s um, and now like is getting into the natural wine idea, experimenting with amphora and skin contact, etc. So she just fucking rules a badass bitch from way back as, as they say. This has got some skin contact, yeah? Yeah, this is uh, a couple days, not a ton, but a couple days. And that's something that I guess she's playing with with most of her whites at this point. Um, they're super well known for the Tiraldigo, um, which is a grape I really love from the region. Um, but this just sort of spoke to me because I just like white wine better than red wine mostly. Um, and I'd never had this grape before. And that's all I have to say about that. It's super smacky for me. It is smacky. Right? Yeah. What would you want this with? Mm. Um, maybe something flaky? I don't know. Okay. I, I was thinking like um like a like a spanakopita or something would be really tight with us mm-hmm. actually. So yeah. Yeah, I want like something flaky but savory. Like a meat pie. And the only reason why I didn't say that the actual word for it, which is berek, which is the the, the Turkish word, uh-huh. is I wasn't sure if our listeners would understand. That but I do really want nice to say that the, the Turks did invent that food. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Wait, do you say spanakopita or spanakopita? It's berek. Oh, pardon oh, me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't get what the Greeks say. It's an Ottoman invention. Um, I find this one really 
neither of these wines have read Italian to me. And I, I'm wondering, again, it, if that's just a me thing. Do these taste like Italian wines? Do you guys? Well, what does I mean? I feel like that's such a broad statement. Uh, sort of, but you, I mean, it like, is. we all know what fucking French wine tastes like. It, it, when you're blinding wine, the easiest thing to guess is the country. But I would generally, say if you're talking about, I think the something that I've sort of been dealing with recently, like trying to wrap my head around Italian wine in general, is like Sicily to Alto Adige is like so fucking different. And I know there are variances in France. I get that. That like, you know, Provence to Champagne, like obviously very, very different. Like, but like that shift is so drastic to me where you're like, um, you're in like, you know, terraced uh, hillsides versus like, on the coast of an island at the foot of the, like at a completely different, like it just, it's, Practically ba- it's way longer. Right. Exactly. There's so much difference in the length of Italy that I think a little bit more so than France and a lot more so than Spain. There's a lot of different identities uh, and less of a cohesive identity to Italian wine, quote unquote. Um, and maybe that's why it's so intimidating. I mean, think about it. It's the country the- with like the most weird fucking names for the same grape. It's the country with, that was like not a country for the longest, really, of the three major wine growing countries in Europe, where it was a bunch of like principalities all spread out. So, like, it's just scattered. And so that becomes intimidating to like the casual wine drinker when they want to learn about it. Um, and they don't all play by the same book. Did you just call me casual? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got your fly down, dude. That's pretty I, fucking I, casual. I've checked it like a thousand <laughs> times since then. I'm just fucking maxing. I'm relaxing. And honestly, like, I'm wearing my cute underwear today. So, you guys are all welcome. They're all cute. I'm just going to point that one out there. <laughs> no, that's not even true. I have some bad... Un- like, do you ever have that day where it's like, you know what? Last day, I can wear my shitty underwear and you spend the whole day re- re- regretting it? No. Yes. I think it's a guy thing. Uh, I've realized that with, with my wife, like, she doesn't have shitty underwear. Right, women don't. She's like, I th- you throw those ones away. Oh, I don't do that. And I'm like, no, you save that one for when... You don't want to do laundry yet. No, but except for, for women, like it's a closer fit. Uh huh. You know, so you just have um, to be a little. I wear spaceman underwear. It's all very close fit. It's very. It's all. But sometimes, like there's there's those pairs where you're like, I probably should have bought a pair up, but like this will do if I'm not doing a lot of walking today. And those are the days where you accidentally have to walk a lot. It could be a problem. It's like Star Wars down there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is this what this podcast normally is yep. about? Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about our dads yet, so this is pretty <laughs> chill. Um, I don't know. This wine is, again, I, I, I keep on kind of circling around on the like, the idea of what I, um, Italian means to me. Because, like, when I think of Italian white wine, I think of, like, regrettable um, uh, verdicchios. And mm. this is neither of those two things. Like, this is really fun. And I would be, like, thrilled to drink this. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking it. I'm thrilled. And um, we're talking about like a region that is like Prosecco and Lambrusco. We need to do and, deeper dive. And Verdicchio, which like there is good Verdicchio, but like a lot of it was made very, very poorly for a long time. Um, so there are a lot of like, there were there was a lot of wine and is a lot of wine from this region that isn't great. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like shitty co-op Alto Adige wines. There's, there's there's just a lot going on there, but this is a winemaker who is outside of the DOC because they refuse to make wine that adheres to it because they just want to do their own fucking shit. It's 
the DSC and the DSCG in Italy is like very strangling. I hear it is absolutely, and they they're they know they're good enough at what they're doing that they're like fuck it, we're IGT whatever it is like um, Vinda Dolomiti or whatever. Yeah, Dolomite they're the yeah, other IGT. Um, and, and like they are like the producer named in the wine atlas as the representation of this region and they're fucking IGT. So yeah, that she's tells incredible. You she's like an all-star and she's like, I don't give a fuck about this system. Uh, I keep coming back to that in Italy and I think there's like, there's a reckoning that's like kind of happening. I mean, one of my favorite Chianti producers isn't allowed to call his Chianti a Chianti because... Who's that? Um, um, Monte Bernardi, Michael. Yeah. Um, his He's so fucking smart and good and yeah, he's American but he's making good wine in Chianti. And he makes an incredible Chianti, and it's not Chianti enough because it's not dark enough. Why, why does that fucking matter? Like, it's so arbitrary, and I get that, like, Chianti got fucked for a long time, but I don't think they're saving it by doing shit like that. I don't know. That's – sorry for the diatribe. This not, um, I, I think there's a lot of this happening in Italy, and, like, the good shit is made by people who are like, I don't give a fuck about this system. I'm going to make the wine that I think is great. I, I think the IGT thing is a bit of a mistake um, because uh, – I think they gave themselves a safety valve. I think it was really clear is that the um, Appalachian system in Italy wasn't working. Right. And they're like, all right, we've got the secondary one. Don't worry about it. And I think it should have been a sign to fucking blow the whole thing up. But instead, they added this, like, it's like, um, it's exactly like this, how Japanese, how Japanese has two different systems of writing. I'm not checking my DMs after this. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's, like, the, the, the weird ones, and there's the ones that's kind of phonetic. It's exactly like that. You guys completely understand what I mean. But they're Italian. Like, do you expect them to do something that makes sense? No. I mean, I would never say that about the noble Italian people. I also am not checking my DMs after yeah. this. You don't, because like, our fans are weird. Are they? Yeah, you're going to get a lot of feet pics. I have a new wine that has a foot on it, and it freaks me out. Go on. I have a wine with a foot on it, too. Carlos Peña Santana from Gran Canaria. Carlos Santana. Yes. Oh, my God. You guys are such nerds, and I love you. No, he's got, like, he's from Gran Canaria, and he puts, like, it looks like bloody feet. So he's your Gran Canaria Mona Lisa? Yes. Good lord, the, the it's like feet dripping with like grape with grape juice. must. Yeah, I have the exact same. It's a different producer. It's Spain, but it's Piaz Negros. Yeah. I, there's it's, a lot of wine producers I work with whose feet I do want to see. So this is just making me furious. <laughs> Jan, if you're listening, <laughs> if we get Jan Bertrand's feet pics in the DM, we have to share them. Right? Yeah. Um. Honestly, guys, if you um just take a second, please pause this. Uh, before after you hear the sentence. And then pause the episode. Just send a DM to Paris Wine Co. and ask for a picture of Jan Bertrand's feet. Um, just please do that and tell it to send it to Discorgeous. And if enough of you guys do it, maybe we'll get to see a picture of his feet. Thank you. I'm going to be there in uh, August. Maybe I can like, oh, like really ask for the feet pics. Get in with the feet. Um, you could probably just take a photo of his feet. You can probably just like pretend that you're a foot doctor, just like making your rounds. <laughs> like, hey, sorry, sir, real quick, just taking pictures of everybody's feet to make I'm sure they're traveling they have any feet Beaujolais disease. foot doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but then I have to take pictures of like everybody's feet. Well, just in front of can, him. We Once say, he's not looking anymore, you can stop. There's no one else in Beaujolais whose feet you want to see. Is that true? Um, I, I would look at Paul and Ritiardon's feet. 
Okay. Wow. Now we're entering the realm of, of, of conscious debate. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, no, I, I'm sure most Beaujolais producers uh, have fantastic feet. I think that's actually something that we're all I would probably of. like dig LaPierre up and look at his feet. Oh. Just to see where they're at now, you know. Don't you have to have nice feet to like step on grapes? Is that isn't that like a? a it is thing? something that you don't want to think about a lot, right? I like feet are the the dirt part of the body. Again, what now that we've done this? <laughs> now that we've resummoned this demon, I had to remember that this is such a deep joke. Please don't send feet pics to our fucking Instagram account. <laughs> Please don't fucking send feet pics to it. Last time we did this joke, we got so many fucking terrible feet pictures. What you guys need to start doing is tagging them with all of your feet pics. No, don't send them in the it just DMs. Makes them stronger. They get so fucking horned for it. It's so bad. I hate our fans. <laughs> so yeah, don't check your DMs for a while. Um, so what do you guys think about this wine in terms of? I'm just trying to get back. You're cool. Don't go to school tomorrow. Um, <laughs> this grape that you've probably never had before. How does it? How does it expressing to you? Again, it's Pinot Blanc and Riesling is the cross. Um, it gets a lot of comparisons to Shannon. I'm not getting super Shannon vibes from it, though. You know what it tastes like to me? What? You were about to say something. No, no, no. I'm, I'm smacking. Okay. Um, you know the Shannon we had uh, in the Australia the sh- episode? The, sh- the, the, oh. the New Zealand episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually reminds me a little bit. I don't know why I'm so keyed into that, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's giving me vibes from that specific wine. So Shannon-esque, but not like dead-on Loire Shannon. Sure. Not limestone, Shannon. No. Even though this is limestone and iron-rich um, and dolomite-rich, I guess, um, stone. But, yeah, it's not giving me, like, Loire Valley Shannon at all. But um, I could see that, I guess. How about you? What do you... It's, like it's a- giving me hot weather, Shannon. Yeah. You know, okay. hot climate, Shannon, for sure. And, like, the, the top of my palate where it's kind of, like, sticking to the roof of mm-hmm. my mouth a mm-hmm. little bit. Right. Um... I mean, I I don't know if it's the favorite wine I've ever had. Like, I think yeah. it's cool. Oh my! Well, I know they sponsored this episode. Hate hateful DMs yeah. coming my way. Um, I love Fordori though. Like, I think she does like amazing work. Yeah. I just I'm not there with Italian white wine, right? Like, <laughs> that's the whole point of us being here is just, right. Like talking about Alpine Italian. I don't go to Italian wine as my like first. Go to. Oh, I want something really refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this really smacky uh, uh, cross between Pinot Blanc and Riesling right? from yeah. the Dolomites. <laughs> I just I don't go there with my head. But I have like one of my colleagues, uh, Tess, like loves Italian wine. That is where she lives and breathes. Mm-hmm. I grew up on French and American wine. My dude. Right? Yeah, it's the best. Mm-hmm. And so I just it's not my it's not my first like point of thought. Yeah. My 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 thoughts are this is extremely well put together wine. Beautiful. Yeah. Very tasty. I'm really happy. Like if I ordered a glass of this, I'd be like, oh, this is good. I would drink it. And I then hate- I would order like a light bodied red afterwards. Or I something hate and try to reset the bottle itself. Because it, it's so heavy. It's in like it's in like a Butch Boy uh Napa cab bottle. Yeah. You have bounced it around all over this glass table several times. Yeah, I'm um I'm a train wreck. <laughs> I'm a hot mess. It guys. is it, 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 it you pick it up and it's heavier than you think it'll be. It's oh. it's got a good punt though. Oh yeah. Also the yeah. foil cap was like we the love sharp, talking about punts. It's on this the sharp episode. kind of, of foil. Oh I hate the fat foil. It hurts. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I almost cut myself on it. 
I do love this somewhat like vaginal uh, label here, though. It's a pomegranate. I get those two is things it a mixed pomegranate? up. It looks like a pineapple. I get them mixed up too. Um, the way you can tell is that maybe it's a chunkachara. Most of the time, um, uh, chimichanga fruit. Human genitalia doesn't have seeds well, inside of it. I realize that, but the, the, yours might be messed this, up. Then this is vaginal in its representation. Yes, I hope one day to be able to confirm or deny that. I just, I've never. <laughs> You're not there yet. I've never encountered the fairer sex. <clears throat> DMs open, guys. <laughs> I am just to do a diatribe that will um, erase. <laughs> no, I am no. reading Ursula Le Guin's. Um, oh shit! What is it called? I don't have it out. It's the, the book about like the world with no sex. Oh, is it the Left Hand of Darkness? Yes, that one's so fucking cool. Very cool. It's a society where nobody. Everyone's androgynous mm-hmm. unless they go into Kemmer, which is the mating season. The horny season. And then everyone like just gets real horny and like kind of their body turns into male or female. Doesn't matter. Like it could be either one, every different Kemmer. And then they just like fuck like animals and someone gets pregnant and they go back to androgynous beings. It's very, very cool. That's fascinating. So why did I bring that up? <laughs> because this wine is vaginal. I think this wine is androgynous. I don't think it's feminine or masculine to me. I think that's what's sort of um, wh- why I was thinking about that right now. Because it's like there are things about it that could be feminine and things about it that could be masculine. Obviously, those terms like have mean less and less meaning uh, right. every fucking day. Um, but it just sort of like it, it just sort of is to me. I will say that if this was in a room with uh, with uh, Joe Biden, um, it would be a bad scene. So. <laughs> Oh, Joe. That's where we're at. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. <laughs> oh, Joe. I would have voted for you, Joe. Oh, oh train Joe. Mo Joe. He loves trains. Joe. He had, he ruined the biggest retirement ever. He came out with like the fucking onion headlines. and He also hasn't even said he's running yet, so he could just be like, never mind. Just kidding. None of this happens. And then like have a fine life. Um, yeah, but his speaking circuit is ruined. He's like a thousand. How he get paid like a million dollars just like sit on a think tank board. He'll be fine. He there's a, a mystery novel where he solves mysteries with the with, help of Obama. Yeah, it's oh pretty fucking God. amazing. <laughs> okay, well we're now we're we're focusing back in. We're, we're we've cut all of that uh, that bull jibber jabber bull pucky bull pucky. Thank you. This is the first no swear episode. Is gorgeous. That's you because you've already well. spent all four of your dollars. I have only four dollars. I um, am very broke. If you want to donate money to us, you can go to patreon.com backslash disgorgeous and um, send us money. We have a new fan who's giving us $25 a month, and I've never met them, and it's very confusing. Hey, um, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I will not. Um, let's move on to the last wine, because I, I, I feel like we've caught, been caught in the dolomite doldrums. Oh, wow. The dolomite mines. Oh, so what is the dolomite's relationship to apples again? They grow a lot of apples there, right? I'm so sorry. Don't they grow a lot of apples in the Dolomites? Are you just thinking about the one cider that MFW sells? Oh, we don't sell it anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. I obviously fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have an idea of whose idea that was. Yeah. I have. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I do think that there's a history of apple growing in the Dolomites, but maybe it is just that one cider. Is that one cider? There's. I mean, there's. 
Uh, There's the cider from the Valdeosta that we Mm -hmm. used to carry, uh, Malay. Yes. Oh, yeah. With, like, the weird church label. Yes. Yes. There's, like, like a priest on it. Yeah. Okay, so that... That's cool. That makes me want to drink. So that whole valley, right, leads up to to Mont Blanc. And Mm -hmm. Mont Blanc, as, you know, history diatribe here, Mont Blanc is supposedly, like, a sacred mountain, probably amongst, like, the pagan cultures of old, but it was adopted by the Catholics um, to... It supposedly housed the devil. Tight. Oh. Right? And so you go Give up... Give him a house and he'll stop bothering you. That right? makes sense. And so, like, you guys... Did you guys ever watch Fantasia? Uh, yes. 2000? No. Please. It's a joke. Right. Of course, of course it's a joke. Of course it's a joke. Um, at the end of, like, OG Fantasia, and the devil comes out of the mountain, and all of, like, the spirits come out of the, the graves. No, that's about sex, right? It like, might be. Because I've never done that, but it sounds like what I've heard on the internet. Anyway, that's about the Val, the like Mont Blanc, and huh. the the Valdeos is like this very. They have how did I get on this spiritual place? There's a priest mm-hmm. on that on that bottle, mm-hmm. um, and it's there's a lot of like like monasteries and such up right. and down. That could be BS. It sounds yeah. This, this sounds whole like, podcast is fucking BS. Yeah. so it's fine. Luckily, I'm amongst uh, friends. Yeah, our, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get like you know, it's like even like. Uh, DM like foot pick. I have some questions about the Val d'Aste. <laughs> um, also, uh, where do you live? <laughs> Goodness, please don't do that, guys. Please, um, I, so I'm na- very married and very happy. Oh. We're drinking a Pran's egg. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, it's the Pran's egg. It's, it's like, like what. Uh, is that like, how they pronounce it in the store? Wow, well, my name is Pranzag, and this is my land. Oh it's my the God. Campbell 2014. So it's um, Pranzag. Um, Maybe like Pranzig? Pranzig? Yes. So it's, um, uh, it really does. It is spelled Pranzag. Yeah. Weingut yeah. Pranzag. Yeah. Um, from uh, uh, their uh, uh, IGT Mitterberg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these are the guys who can't be mayors. Because they're German. German speakers. They're yeah. in Bolzano, which is, by the way, I sell a lot of wine from Bolzano. I mean, I have a lot of wine in my portfolio from Bolzano. I don't sell any of it out of protest. I like how you say that while you're flipping your hair. <laughs> I say everything while I'm flipping my fucking hair because of this stupid fucking haircut I have. I look like a dumb idiot. Um, so, um, Bolzano is the warmest place in Italy that's not Sicily, by the way. What? At the valley floor. The way that um, the mountains reflect heat, it's actually the valley floor of Bolzano is extremely fucking hot. So it's like, But are they... Planting on the fucking valley floor? That's where they grow the grain. And then they go mm-hmm. in different tiers up the mountain. So this is Schiavo, which is probably about five or 600 meters above the valley floor there. Okay. So it's like, it's a little bit cooler. Um, yeah. Like, it, like on the nose, it throws me like weird Cab Franc vibes. Mm. Um, which oh. I love. I love Cab Franc, so I'm actually very happy. It's a Cab Franc may have chicken soup. Um, There's like bouillon-y things, yeah. Like MSG chicken soup? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the Campbell 2015. Um, so it's, this is 100% Schiava. This is um, brought in actually by Chambers, which is a fun tip. Chamber Street really imports cool wine, and then someone else will snag it from them after a couple vintages. Um, this has not been snagged yet. It's a really beefy Schiava. Um, Schiavas tend to be quite light. Um, Jancis really like eviscerates Schiava. I can she's see like, why. It's no Lagrain, but it'll do. I hate Lagrain, so I, yeah. I like it. I like a goddamn Schiava. Um, been fucking around with biodynamics for a long time. Old Vine, Schiava. Um, I think that they're doing a 
pretty cool thing. This was also really affordable as well. Um, like for reals, go to Chambers and buy the stuff that they import. Um, if you do it enough, well, someone else let's get it. Did you spend as much as my three hundred and forty-five dollars? This was for actually this um four hundred twenty dollars. Wow, mine was only sixty-nine dollars. Tight. Oh my god. Same um, number as Bonnie Rate is old. You this, you see how I just smelled my my mic there? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's the problem that we you all smell have. We're all monsters, and I smell my water before I drink it. I mean, I didn't mean to smell my mic. It just but it's happens. Like, it just happens. Every time I have something in my hand, I smell it. Right? Oh, I forgot to put my mic up my mouth. This does not taste like... So, Schiavas generally taste like um, water. Um, this is thicker. I was, my history with Schiavas has been it's like you took Pinot Noir and you water, watered it down, and then you got one of those big... Like Italian pepper mills and like mm-hmm. cracked a bunch of pepper in it, like where it's like spicy water pinot is like how it is when it's made very very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not that. No, this all. is heftier. Yeah, there's a lot. Did, did you say how many C's were in your thick? Quite a few, to be honest. Um, at least three to four. Like this has the heft I would actually imagine um, that Schiava should have for people who want to really drink it. Um, like there's a lot of Saint Saint Magdaliner is like mm. the good Schiava appellation, and that's always thickened up with a bit of the grind. So um, I don't know. I mean, Schiava. When's the last time you guys drank a, a straight Schiava and were satisfied? I remember, I don't drink Italian wine because I'm scared of it. But can yeah, I, can I, I also... sell one and I drink it when I do in stores with it, and it's sure. always fine. It's open. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, that's better than I remember. I, I too have alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd also like to amend my earlier uh, vegetal uh, oh. notation to um, to amend it to marigolds. Mm. Smells like marigolds. They were say marijuana, which would have been cooler. Um, yeah, there's an unmistakable like again, just like a pollen generic pollen vibe that's coming off of it. Mm. Um, but I don't know marigold well enough to. The bees, thank you for genericizing their their product. <laughs> the bees didn't invent pollen. Okay, they just steal it. Turn it into spit honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spit honey? Spit honey? Yeah, that's what they make. I'm I, trying to think of who had that album called Mud Honey so I can make that joke. It's a band, you... Fuck. God damn it. Fuck. I'm get fucking Ian Brand back on here and we're going to talk about Mud Honey for 20 goddamn minutes. I'm sorry. Mud Honey is a band. Do you like Dad Rock? Because Kevin wants to talk about that real bad. I'm on to Mom Rock now. I told you. I'm listening oh, right. to Tracy Chapman. I'm on, listening he... to... Melissa Etheridge. I'm listening to uh, yo Eddie uh, Brickell. You know what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm talking about like uh, um, uh, Shania Twain. You know what I'm saying. I, are is that mom rock or is that just like early '90s? Like this is what my mm. mom listened to when she was driving well, me. Your mom rock to middle school in like 1993. Got it. So to 97 or 6. I don't know how old I am. My mom made us listen to classical music. Whoa. Yeah, we didn't so we did not have did you not pop have music. No, we didn't. Did you have well, We had a television, but we were, we didn't have cable. We just had like a VCR. Did you have uh, sugary treats or no sugary treats? No, no sugary treats. You've really done a good job of of escaping. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I stopped by C's Candy today in the village because, you know, I could. I am an adult. I am an adult and I have my own money now. And there are stores that sell cookie dough and you can just eat it. Every time I buy a pint of ice cream coming home from the show, I get this like weird little tinge in the back of my head like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. If we could just like edit out that part where I talk about eating sugar so my mom doesn't want to hear that. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
we'll, we'll cut that. We'll make sure that your mom doesn't hear it. She made a tofu uh, tofu turkey one year for Thanksgiving. It's are, called a tofurkey. A tofur. I know it's called a tofurkey, but I didn't want to like you, you know put the colloquialism out there. Are you guys vegetarian? No. So she just was like, I have this idea for a fun thing we could do <laughs> as a family. Pretty much. And I I don't remember my dad's look at no. that moment, but I'm pretty sure it was like jaw floor. Like why? See, what, why? What my parents did for fun is they got divorced. And now the lights go down. This is when John I does was his eight. monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I come home, Papa, Papa. <laughs> no, honestly, it was fun. He does a lot of breakouts. He does the character voices. It's it really was fun. sick as shit to make the you know Papa, can you catch two the Christmases, ball? and that's when I got to watch TV. Wow! So you I should just, have broken up your parents. <laughs> I was just a latchkey kid, so I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. My parents were running two restaurants. I was like. I'm eating a bowl of cereal. Where did right you grow up? Dinner. Nantucket, Massachusetts. What a beautiful place to grow up. Sure. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's real pretty. I like it. Do you it's go back? Sometimes. Three times a year, maybe. I mean, yeah. it's more than I get to go to Nantucket. Well, um, tricks on you because you can go as much as you want. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's a beach, it's an island. It's very yeah. quiet in the winter. Yeah. And uh, I only like cities now. Like, I was thinking about that today. I got, like, homesick for being in Paris. I was there, like, a month ago, and I was like, I wish I was at my cheesemongers, but uh, I live in New York, not in Paris. And, like, so, like, every time I go to a city, I fall in love with it immediately. I fall in love with Chicago. I fall in love with L.A., of all what? places. Which like, is last time I went to L.A., I was like, I love this! Um, it's not really a city, but I still was like, but I like this coffee shop and I like this I wine mean, shop. I mean, LA like this is thing. just nothing but like suburbs stitched together. I know, but the, and I'm from has, there. It has something I like now: uh, legal weed. But other than that, tacos, yeah. tacos. Ta- That's probably it. Tacos and legal weed are, are most of it. But like, I go to you know, I was in Paris. I was just like Madrid. Like these are, I love cities. I want to be in a city all the time. Mm-hmm. And I want to go to every city that exists because I grew up in the exact opposite of that, where it's like. We have one post office and no stoplights and no fast food and no um, <laughs> oh, yeah. good drugs. Uh, you know, it sucks. Oh, so terrible. You were so deprived. All we have is beaches. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a rare statement for me. I'm going to bring us back to the wine. Great. This is really grapey. It is really grapey. In I, addition to the marigold. It's weird. We've never used grapey as a, a wine term on this the show, and... There's a reason why, because fucking grapey tastes unfinished to me. Yeah. I was yeah, I was recently told that one of my wines was grapey, and that's why someone didn't want to pour it. It is. It's like the Who um, wasn't the death knell. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I can't. It's the one fruit that wine's not supposed to taste like. Right? Is the one it's made out of. Oh my god, that's so true. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I can get that grapiness. Um. But not in an off-putting way for me. I don't dislike it. Yeah, <clears throat> I was just gonna say it's like it's it's there's a bit of like a candied grapeness. It's not just like biting into a table grape. Can be drinking five-year vintage Schiava. Yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? Called prawns egg. Yeah, prawns egg. Yeah, Do prawns lay eggs. I think they might. Yeah. All right. So so give me give me some geography here. Mm-hmm. This is in Bolzano. In Bolzano. Which is the capital of South Tyrol, mm. which is the, the part that used to be Austria. Uh, yeah. 
um, which is m- my coworker would want me to mention, is where Hitler was born. Um, wow. And then, I'm not telling you which one, but one of them. And then um, one uh, of the Hitlers. One of no, one of my colleagues. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Mo. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's like one big One Hitler was born in Austria, and the rest were born in Brazil. Um, <laughs> um, so this is – actually, this is really complicating the idea of, um, of Alpine Italian wine because the town is predominantly German, was predominantly German. Uh, uh, they had to do an Italianification um, uh, ethnic cleansing to it in the 20s. Didn't do a good job. Again, the power structure seemed to be Italian. But the majority of the people are German speakers, and the winemakers seem to be resolutely German as well. Is there a reason that we have a blackout on the front? I didn't label? know. I Only no that idea. bottle had that. Oh, really? Yep. Weird. It's redacted. The name it's is redacted. For Reda- some reason. Redacted Pranzig. Yep. That's yeah. why I grabbed that bottle specifically. Um, that was the only one that had that, huh. um, and I wanted to know some questions about it, but they were they were too busy to answer my questions. I think that this wine for me, it's like. I like it initially. I like it a lot. And then, like, I keep finding it cutting short on me a little bit. It's sharp. I've lost... You find it sharp? I find it sharp at the end. Huh. And not not in a cute way. Yeah. I almost wish it was sharper for me. Or maybe we're using sharp differently. But I I, I feel like it's like, you know, you get... The the nose is actually very... Like, maybe the best part about it. And then the palate is sort of like there, and then it kind of like quickly drops. It's like Adrian Brody. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay, but not sharp. Like, like it's a sharp drop is okay, perhaps yes, what okay. I mean. Not like daggers hitting your mouth, no, but no, sharp no. like the drop is sharp. Now mm. we're back on the same page, yeah. Um, yeah, it just sort of like stops quickly, and I'm like, okay, so do you guys take the bus? Yes. I took the bus today. Because we're all reps. I took it three times a day. Uh, I love the bus. Well, today the bus was 15 minutes late, and then the guy forgot which route he was on and took a turn by accident and had to go back to where he had picked me up. Oh, my goodness. Turn around again. So I'm not like a super big fan today of the bus, but generally I love it. <sighs> but you know how sometimes you get one of those bus drivers that's got a heavy foot? And so yep. he doesn't like coast into the brakes. He like goes full speed and then like hits the brakes suddenly, and you're like, we're standing up. This is what this wine is doing to I- me, to my palate. Where it's like it's sort of zooming and then it stops right away, and I'm like thrown off. That's a, a pretty bit. great analogy. Yeah, I really, it literally happened on my way home today. So. I really wanted this to be like the way we introduced that. Like, it's <laughs> cool some wine stores direct import wine, but I'm not feeling this bottle. It's Maybe it's just cool the bottle. That people, yeah, it's, and it's also still cool that people. And also, if I was at a dinner party and this is one of the wines, I probably would have a glass. Like, or I'll two give of me a glass of that Pranzeg. But I mean, like it's it's Let's not a bad, it's not a bad bottle. Spin. It's the redacted like, wine. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think the first bottle was my favorite today. The first one was really well, um, fucking good. It, it, but I mean, I'm like, thank you. I'm all You're about welcome. those minerals. Um, I really dug that. Um, and I'm just like, today was 65 degrees. I know it was such I a good day to be a rep. Wanted to be like licking rocks all day. Everybody was like, "How? What's your deepest discount on rosé?" Like, <laughs> Hello, it was so good. You have rosé like, already? Oh. What? Yeah, we do. Wow. Well, motherfucking wine wines. company. Yeah. When do you guys get your rosé? Like August. <laughs> when they release it. Yeah. We March. make our people release it early just so we can make that. Well, what's uh, nice is that you guys get to run out by uh, July one, and then I sneak in right at the end and get all uh, those late no. rosé places. It's just, like the I end of the bag when then. all the little sharks are eating the big sharks. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. We'll bleep that out. Wait, what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. Oh, Meg. The Meg. Okay, the Meg. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shark movie. That's really good. Um, I heard it was terrible. Yeah, it's great. 
Like it's terrible, great. Uh, it's really greatly terrible. Gotcha. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Wait, so, so who's yeah. the Meg in this? Are you the Meg? The the people are the Meg. Wait, you're the little sharks. Maybe I. Yeah, maybe I'm the Meg. Uh-huh. I'm the medium. Shark. And the people are Jason Statham. I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> That's me. I'm Jason Statham. You're not. Not with that hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, love. Oh. My heart's fucking beating real fucking fast, isn't it? <laughs> Are you going to tag Jason Statham in this yes. in this podcast? He's a, he's, he's a fan. Uh, Jason Statham, John Leguizamo, um, uh, LeBron James. Um, who else are these? Are all your favorite LA um, people? These are Kourtney Kardashian listeners. now, y'all. Is apparently a natural wine fan. Oh, we we heard about this in the DMs today. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. She can do whatever she wants. Because she's a billionaire. Yeah. I think actually that's the best way to experience natural wine is being a billionaire. <laughs> it's also the best way to experience everything. Probably. Like her having good taste in wine doesn't change the fact that she should be taxed with like 98% of her wealth mm. and given directly to me or uh. my frog breeding program. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it's we a made, worthy cause. If we made a frog the size of a horse, it'd be fucking cool. <laughs> I bet you there was a frog the size of the horse one time, right? No, amphibians breathe through their skin, so actually there's like a size limit that they can really not hit. Depending on like how much carbon's in the air, thank you for asking me this question. Um, there were some big amphibians, but not not like dinosaur-sized amphibians. I didn't think that big. That would be scary. I would love it. Mm, I don't like it. So you've been listening to this gorgeous. <laughs> now you're going to – you, what should our, our fans look into about you – Oh, gosh. I, I do a couple of things. So I, I sell wine for um, Mother Bleep and Wine. Okay. Uh, you guys are going to have to fill that in for me because... You just saved yourself a dollar. I fuck. Know. She said fuck, guys. I did. She said it a whole bunch of times. And I think I, I really dig the portfolio. I think we sell like really killer, honest, good wine. And I, I like the people that I work for. And we're 75% women now. Are you really? Yeah. Fucking that's insane. That's awesome. Yeah. Like... uh. We're just, I think women are incredible reps and we create like a really good environment and it's like a great company to work for. So all you young women out there that I'm speaking to my room here um, that want to get into the wine business. We have three or four women who listen to our podcast. Oh, excellent. You guys should come work for MFW. We're we're sick in a good way. Um, I also uh, recently started writing uh, for Newsweek magazine. Yes, that's insane. It's pretty cool, right? Like, mm-hmm. I. So, I what do you think about the uh, the Mueller report? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's this perception out there that I'm real smart. It's not right. It's the glasses. <laughs> it's the glasses. Same. <laughs> the glasses and the byline. Uh, I, you know, I I only have a you know a half of a uh, of a master's degree. Um, half more than I have. So it's the Mueller report. Let's move on. Um, Newsweek is is uh, is fun, and they they want to they want to feature more like interesting front of consciousness type of of things. They you know my editor is the lifestyle and and content like. Uh, what is she like social content editor and she kind of creates some really cool things and gives me great like suggestions on on what to write about are these wine adjacent topics or always all... wine yes okay, okay. only wine adjacent so great. like you i am for better or for worse the newsweek wine columnist very cool uh it is cool it's yeah. 
very unexpected. I'm a terrible writer. I feel like if we worked hard enough, we could be like um, like the Mad Magazine wine correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a great fit for you guys, though. Hey, no? kids, tell your parents to buy these wines. <laughs> Hey, kids, uh, you ever chug vermouth out of your parents' liquor cabinet? It's pretty chill. How about creme de menthe? <laughs> I did steal. I think I've told this story on the pod before. Like, one of my first drinking experiences, we stole a bottle of, like, Noli Pratt, like, dry vermouth and poured it into a Sprite and drank it. <laughs> really fucking bad. Oh, God. Yeah. I almost spit my wine out there. It was bad. But then we just walked around downtown Nantucket and, like, laughed at people. It was pretty chill. Try to get a guy to buy us a 30 rack, and he said no, and yelled at us, and we ran away. Getting drunk rules. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it does. So, um, um, your Instagram is at sipculture. At sipculture. You should follow it and don't DM me. Closed DMs. Yeah, mm-hmm. super closed DMs, guys. Feet free is the way to be. Feet, it's a free, feet free zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, you know, I started out doing like little videos and trying to talk to people about wine in a really like. Like not not dumbed down way, but like really forward. Like it's fun. It's fun. It's wine is supposed to be fun, right? And like not the way we do it. <laughs> I just you know so many times when especially when I was learning about wine, people were talking about wine in a really like pompous snooty way, and I I think sometimes we forget when we're in we're talking to nobody but wine people all day. We forget that like there's just some person out there that's drinking Mayomi that thinks that there's something better on the horizon, but they don't know what it is, and then. They hear some snooty wine person talking, and they're like, "But I don't understand you." But I don't want to be around that dude, so no thanks. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. like, my goal is to talk as maybe not as simply as I can, but like, just try to like help people get more interested and like not be so scared about it because it it can be scary, right? Like, we're all sitting around here, like, "Gosh, we're a little intimidated about Alpine Italian, and we're in the business. So can you imagine what it's like for somebody that just picks up a $12 bottle on their way home, mm-hmm. like trying to know a little bit more? Yeah. Like, they must be terrified. I feel bad for every dinner party I'm invited to because oh I always God. bring wine because oh, I know shit. I'm expected to. But also sure. then they'll be like, oh, my God, should we say it? Like, you tell me when to open this. I only bought wine. Like, I went to a dinner party. and She was like, I bought all this at Trader Joe's. I'm like. You don't have to whisper. Like that's it's crack it. Fine. You have to buy. You buy wine. You bought ten bottles of wine. Like, and you made din- like you paid for all of this. Like, go there and buy that fucking wine. And the wine was good. Right. It was, and she bought Spanish and Portuguese stuff. Like, good value things. So she, mm-hmm. it was like you did the right fucking thing. And I'm, I don't want you to be intimidated by the fact that like, I make money selling juice to people. I always bring a little notebook with me at parties, <laughs> and then I just like I at the end I find the host and I just give them a note. I'm like. So these were good. These were bad. It's like wrong temperature. <laughs> um, but like I don't ever do it in front of other people because I don't want to embarrass them. Mm. But I want them to learn. That's like my uh, it's a pedagogical really great method. technique that yeah. you have there. It makes a lot of sense why you're never at any of the parties. Yeah. Why well, I don't go to parties. <laughs> Honestly, if you're having a party and you want to invite me, uh, DM's open. <laughs> He'll bring his notebook. Yeah. I'll bring my notebook. and Handy my apparently, dandy. Apparently these pants, that fucking, the zipper doesn't stay up. What's up, guys? <laughs> For a good time. Yeah. For a good time, DM duck. <laughs> Please don't. I'm so lonely. Okay. So. I, I don't go to parties myself. I'm not, I'm not on the circuit. You're not a partier? I, I'm old at this point. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm also like, I'm on the Upper West Side. Like, oh, yeah. I, and I live on the Upper West Side for a reason because it's quiet and my, you know, work life is somewhat chaos, right? We all know. Like, oh, yeah. you, you run around all day. I love my job. I know. I love my job. I, I would. 
I love every second. It's really the best job in the world, but I want to go home and, like, be quiet. Yeah, that's why I've moved to Ridgewood, Queens. I live in Park Slope. No one can find me here. And uh, Park Slope, it's always a party? Or always this 24-7 fucking... It's 69ing for 20 They're just like stacking. They're doing like stroller stacks. Like yeah. See how many strollers you can get on top of each other before they fall down. It's pretty wild. Yeah, stuff. we're chief and lounge. We're so, doing push ups. That's yeah. about what the Upper West Side is. Doing like. lines of B12, just yeah. like fucking flexing. B12. Yeah. So crazy. Just getting our homeopathy on. Um, <laughs> so it's been a wonderful episode. Yeah. Um, what I think I learned to... a little bit, but I want to learn more. I'm, I'm interested to learn more. I would say out of the three wines, really liked one. Sort of liked the second one. Kind of liked the third. One was really interesting. Two and three were what I expected. Yeah. But as a guy who doesn't like Italian wine, yeah. don't send us a DM. But I mean, no hate mail. We're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna force ourselves. Maybe we should do an, like a whole like Italy run. Yeah, after our German summer. Yeah. We'll do an Italian fall. We're not doing an Italian the fall. fall of Italy. The fall of the Italy. Fall of Rome. The, oh, okay. I'm listening. Um, uh, and then just some podcast notes. We are doing a party. Mm-hmm. April is the month. Yeah. The 22nd. That's the first Monday after 420. It is canonically our 420 party. It's our. It's also canonically our one-year anniversary, even though that was two months ago. But we celebrate anniversary on 420. Which um, this year is on 422. So yeah. 420 is on 422, which is our anniversary. It's at the usual NYC, mm-hmm. which is in New York City. Yep. It's in Soho or something. It's a restaurant. They're doing an industry night, and we are tagging along. What will there be there? Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Perones. Dipping sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, there's dipping sauce, yeah. Um, honey mustard. What's your favorite dipping sauce? Buttermilk ranch. It'll be there. Duh. It's definitely going to be there. dipping sauce. That's also, that's the craziest answer. Um, that's my, that would be my wife's answer, too. I'm more of a honey mustard guy, but I, it's fine. I, I cannot stand honey mustard with a passion. Wow. We should probably stop talking. We're going to fight now. Yeah. Yeah, this would be a good fight. I still don't know who you think is a better songwriter than Bonnie Raitt, which blows my mind. This is going to have to be off the record. All right, fine. It's Jimmy Buffett. It's, um, <laughs> um, so it's a good party. And they'll then... have burgers. They'll have chicken fingers. They have Perones they'll be full of wine. Babes. Yeah, us. Yeah, we'll be there. What's your outfit look like for that night? I'm not going to preview the outfit. <laughs> my dude. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be... We're going to be fucking looking stacked. Yeah. And your fly is going to be down. Oh, my fly. <laughs> He's going to have extra flies, and they're all going to be down. I've been talking three or four flies. <laughs> all of them are down. And I'm going to be wearing my most mingly underwear. Wow. <laughs> Mesh. And um, what else is important for us to know? Uh, we're doing a something for Leighton Buffel's fucking wine, too. Great. Yeah, that's true. It's in May or something. You Check your DMs, guys. Um, thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Discorgeous. Um, at Sip Culture. Yep. Um, drink Italian wine sometimes. Send us your recommendations for what we should have drank. Don't do that. I mean, I want to know what we should have drank. I, I, I One out of three. One out of three is good, but it could have been better. Send well, it to Kevin, and I'm, then he'll send it to the rest of us. I don't mind. I want to drink. I want to drink more Italian wine. It's something. It's like a personal. It's a personal goal for me. You have a whole week to drink Italian wine. Great. I have my uh, wisdom teeth out on Saturday, so I can't drink after that. But until then, I'll be drinking only Italian wine. 
Cool. Great. That sounds like a plan. A what a great night. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. 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 Discorgeous.